Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. And we do indeed at 28 past 9. Mike O'Loughlin with you at Agfest at Quirkus Park. Plenty of parking. Turned you on quite a day. A little bit of fog around, but I think that'll uh, be burning off sh- shortly. But just uh, come dressed appropriately and you'll still need your boots to get out of the car park a little bit. But absolutely fantastic. Someone that knows a lot about um, paddocks and farms would be uh, Hugh Christie. Hugh's the uh, CEO of the uh, Tasmania Farmers and Graziers Association. An absolute pleasure. Hugh, good morning, mate. Morning, Mike. Thank you for having me. Absolute. Uh, look, as I said, it's a pleasure. You've been in the CEO job now for an absolute incredibly long time of four weeks. Uh, yeah, four weeks. Um, <laughs> I, as Thrown of Mon- into the deep end, big fella. <laughs> as of Monday, I won't be able to count the days on my fingers and toes anymore, so it'll definitely be in the weeks. Oh, and that means yeah, you're, you're part of it now. That's good. Uh, well done. Tell me, are you enjoying Agfest so far? Is this your first Agfest? Uh, I've been out a couple of times in uh, previous previous roles I've had in Tasmania, but uh, no, I was out here on Wednesday. And back out, back out here today, and it's good to see the crowds are picking up already, and yeah. it looks like, I guess as normally happens, the Friday and Saturdays will be good days. I think, uh, look, I think today will be huge as well. I think, and obviously, tomorrow is a really big day. Have you been um, been very busy yourself of late, in those four weeks? Oh, flat it's out? been flat out. Yeah, it's getting, it's like any new job, um, getting your head around it, but also trying as much as possible to catch up with... Um, members and farmers and just make sure that i i get to know get to know the constituents if you like and understand yeah. what their concerns are because when it comes down to it um you know our jobs to represent our members concerns and make sure we've they've got a good good environment to do what they do best and you is, what are you finding are their concerns well i mean at the moment i mean one of the key things we've been focusing on over the last four weeks i mean as wouldn't it be a surprise to you mark mike is the um biosecurity measures so mm. we've um just in the process of getting a new project officer on for um so natural resource and environment have given some funding to um do some more work around biosecurity that's the is that the tfga's new support of enhanced biosecurity yep, that's the one project that's project that that's around as i believe foot and mouth lumpy skin disease and varroa mite yeah so that's a clear focus in the first year but it's three years so it's it's yeah. about dealing with the current things but then just trying to help lift um, the general biosecurity understanding and awareness more broadly. But, I mean, with that too, we've been in partnership with Dairy Tasmania and Biosecurity Tas running a series of dairy workshops and we've been doing other workshops with other sectors just to talk to farmers about, you know, what are the, you know, what are the real risks but more importantly, what they can control and what they can influence on their farm. So, well, you, um, when you look at Varroa mite, I mean, we, we desperately we love our bees, and for heaven's sakes, you've got to be so cautious and careful. Oh. But then again, foot and mouth are so close. And But do you think they're doing enough with the walking, with the, with the um, pads you walk on, that sort of thing at airports? I, I look, I, I, think, I think they're doing some really good measures around yeah. the pads. I mean, that can do some things. The biggest one with that too, in some ways, is awareness. They've increased... The federal government's increased surveillance efforts. The state government's mm. kicked it up too. But it's and also... I know there's more advertising and there's more yeah, posters up but, and that sort of thing. But the big one which I find encouraging is also the federal government's investing mm. in Indonesia. So they're really trying to help Indonesia get on top That's of it. That's a good it. point, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah because um, my preference is we have a very strong biosecurity system that picks up bits and pieces mm. going in, but it's like, um, it's like anything. I'd mm. prefer... I'd prefer not to have to deal deal with it at the border by controlling it 
in Indonesia. Helping, yeah, yeah. And helping our neighbours get on top of the, their outbreaks themselves, which then reduces our risks. Well, when you think about what is an $80 billion industry in Australia, we cannot afford that to yeah. c- come in. And what about the, the situation then with um, the deer? You've got, you know, feral deer. I mean, they, they're clothed. Oof. I mean, is there a concern there or, n- or not so much a worry? Um, look, I think if you look at, I mean, it's the obvious one for Tasmania. I know there's yeah. um, there's concerns about pigs on Flinders Island too, but, you know, you look mm. at pigs in the Northern Territory, it, and that's a real concern, um, how these things spread. Um, there's a lot of feral, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, uh, the key thing we've do, we've just got to, we've got to have a balanced approach where, um, you know, game services, Tasmania, the farmers and the hunters can... Um, uh, you know, work together. You know, we've you've got deers in national parks and things like that, which True. isn't ideal, but it's 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 a balance. Um, I mm. I will acknowledge that. Um, I'll acknowledge that uh, hunting's very dear to a lot of deer. So well, very, they're, they're, hunting deer is dear to. We'll a lot brush of that people. over. That's yeah. good. Yeah, well done. Uh, um, but um, it's also how we manage the huge, huge economic impact it can have on farmers. Just mm. you know, the losing you know five ten percent of a crop overnight if you get hit by browsing animals coming into the property and it's it's hard to it's imagine a, how much it is but it is it's extraordinary amount isn't it it's, yeah. it's not just that though of course that farm farmers lose their stock to to you know wallabies and paddy melons and you know amazing amount but it's it's, it's i don't know whether it's yeah. fencing or what that is or control so, so the key thing for us is we're more than happy to look at any you know research base any any mechanism, research-based mechanism, um, any actions that help control it, but we understand the key thing there is balance. And what about, uh, Hugh, any issue with the supply chain? I mean, there's, I, I know there's some people have been saying, and some farmers have said to me, what about the price rises? Are we going to get more money for crops, that sort of thing, with some of the larger larger industries that don't wish to pay more? I think they upped it to what is that? For potatoes, $105. That's, and nobody's very happy with that. Um, yeah, it's... And, I mean, my take on that, Mike, is, I, I mean, my focus in these roles is looking long-term. Yep. Um, so I think the bigger challenge is we've had shrinking gross margins over a period of time. Um, it would have been great to... S- it would have been great to see high price rises, but, I mean, if you look at, for example, Simplot Potatoes, it's actually the equivalent of around 27%. So... Mm. There's been some good price rises, not necessarily everything our members would want to see, but um, my focus going forwards is how do we put frameworks in place so we work um, productively and strategically with the companies to try and make sure we've got a viable industry in the long term. And it's um, as hard as it is at the moment with uh, the rising input costs and you look at fertiliser and diesel... Um, yeah, I was going we, to mention that. That's, yeah, that's we, huge. We need to be. We also need to be focused on. So we've got we've got some reasonable outcomes mm. this year. But how do we continue to work with the processing companies? Because for Tasmania, we need we need these industries mm. to be viable in the long run, and we need a vibrant, diverse agriculture. If you know, everyone can't go. Oh, price is no good this year. If everyone jumps into beef. That'll crash the prices. Yeah, if everyone True. jumps into a different crop. Yeah. So we need that balance, and 
range of business, range of options for our farmers. But you must find that in Tasmania, that's what we have. I mean, Tasmanian produce oh. is extraordinary. I mean, more so, I mean, other states seem to specialise. Tasmania seems to have, it's one with the lot. And I mean, that's, you, but, and that's when you come to something like Eggfest, which I so enjoyed. And I was just talking to Wes from Woolies before, and, you know, I say, oh, look, a bit of cheese, a bit of that. All, all jokes aside, when you go in and you can taste all of the produce that Tasmania does, fruit, vegetables, cheeses, meats, unbelievable. So we should be very proud of that. Oh, we should be proud. And, I mean, it's it's just so concentrated too. As you know, I mean, from Launceston, you can drive, you know, three hours down into the Huon Valley or three hours and you get up into the northwest. Yeah. And the variety of production you go past in that time and the quality of the production and what we produce. True. And that's the other thing, just trying to so keep working on how we can make sure we get those premium prices and the recognition for the quality so it um oh, for lack of a better term it becomes a product not a commodity yeah look uh, and the farmers it's we forget that people say oh look cost of living it, it, it is dreadful at the moment but it's not just about you going into your favorite woolies or whatever and buying groceries and the price has gone up for something it's about the farmers also need to have a wage they need to make money and they need to live as well and as you say fertilizer diesel prices incredible I tend to think everyone's pushing for the federal government to increase that excise and keep that going, but I know that the farmers do get a bit of assistance if they possibly can, but you need more of assistance for fuel and fertiliser. Oh, um, yeah, and I think it's, again, I, in this role I try not to jump at things. It's like, you know, sure. what do we need long-term? What, well, you've been in the role four weeks. Come yeah, on, no, 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 no. But, but anyway, I mean, my job's, it's like um, change takes time, so it's about, What's a what's mm. a long term settings to get a long term sustainably agri- sustainable agriculture sector? And this mm. goes back to how do we how do we make sure we work with farmers as, as much as we can to ensure that they get a sustainable gross margin that's not eroded over time? Because yeah. as, as you said, um, if they if they're not making money, they can't keep doing it. Can I then say what about your uh, site at Agfest? Have you got a site here? We do. Where is it? It is on. I'm trying to remember. I think it's S64. So it's on. It's on South Street. Um, right. It's. Um, you're talking about Woolies. We're just heading heading back up South Street past Woolies on the um, other side of the street, mm. next to the um, Natural Resources and Environment Market. And here, what can they find at your site? Oh, uh, we've got a range of. Range of people there. We've got Bruce Jack, Dr. Bruce Jackson, who's a long-standing, uh, long-standing animal health vet. We've got oh, some excellent. of our corporate excellent. partners in Telstra, WFI Aurora, and we've got Red Hot Tips. Um, we've got a group there from the Pacific Migration Scheme, Palm. Um, and that's where we're not getting anywhere near enough of those. Yeah. And we've also got uh, things like um, a number of project projects we run there, including Kids to Farm. Uh, we've got the red meat industry development there. But uh, more importantly, we have a series of talks um, every day from 12 o'clock. So we've got a series oh, of guest excellent. speakers. Yeah, good. And for those who uh, want to hear a bit more about um, FM, foot and mouth disease and lumpy skin disease, we've also got Bruce Jackson um, just having a quick chat for those that are interested every day from 1 o'clock on site. Well, I think you'd have a few people here interested in finding out more farmers yeah. in particular that have come to Agfest. So, look, it's a, it's a good site. You've got a lot happening there. And you're enjoying it yourself. I mean, sir, just looking around, it's lovely. I think we're going to have a big crowd today, even though a little foggy still at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Oh, look, I, I always enjoy days like this. And, look, after, 
having been in the role for four weeks, it also it's great because it just gives him the mm. chance to get out and meet people and see people and have yeah. a ch- have a chat to people and make sure I've got a bit more of a finger on the pulse of what's going on in agriculture in Tasmania so I, I can do the best for our farmers. Hugh, what a pleasure, mate. Hugh Christie's the uh, CEO of Tasmania Farmers and Graziers Association and you'll find them right here at AgFest, of course. Thanks, mate. Good to talk to you. No trouble. Thanks, Mike. Absolute pleasure. That's Thank you. Hugh. It is Tasmania Talks live at AgFest. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.